This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am excited to be back with you. Welcome to another podcast episode. I hope that you're doing pretty good. Lots still happening or maybe not a lot still happening, depending on where you are in the world and when you're actually listening to this podcast episode. So I am in the Northeast. We are still playing it super safe with everything that is happening with COVID, otherwise known as the coronavirus. Um, Although we did have a wonderful couple of weeks where my parents came to visit. So for those of you who have been quarantined with little children, mine are four and six, it's been a ride, right? Like it's been a ride (laughs) to meet their needs, make sure they're getting their educational needs met and on the Zoom calls or virtual camps or whatever you might be doing in addition to you and your professional life and your personal life. So all of that is just kind of feels like it's in a big mixing bowl where it's just smushed together in the 24 hours that any of us have in a given day. So I was elated that my parents were able to come and spend some time with us and be super engaged with the kids. My parents are like those grandparents that are kind of like children, (laughs) In that, like me, which is probably where I get this value from, they value fun so much. So my mom came with like activity after activity, toy after toy, and they just all had a ball. Sometimes it felt like I had two more adults helping out with the kids, and sometimes it felt like I had four children. So I say all that because I've said these things to them. We laughed about it, but we had an amazing time. And, you know, for me, spending time with my family is just like so fun and just good belly laughing for my soul. So that's not at all what I wanted to talk with you about today. Uh, I want to talk about this concept called clean and clear decisions. So interestingly, I spend a lot of my time actually coaching women who want to be in their marriage, who are committed to being in their marriage, and maybe they're just at a point where it feels really hard, where whatever frustrations or disappointments or unmet expectations they have with their husbands kind of feel like huge boulders, huge roadblocks, huge mountains to their own happiness in the marriage. But typically they know that they want to stay and they are really just searching for new ways to 
manage the things that they are very unhappy with. At the same time, I also know that sometimes getting to that point where you actually do know that you want to stay, where you actually are motivated to put forth the effort to create changes within yourself in an effort to improve the marriage, I recognize that sometimes it takes a while to even come to that realization, right? So for some of you that listen to this podcast, you might be in this place where you haven't definitively come to the conclusion or come to the decision that you want to stay. And you might be in a space where it feels cloudy and muddy and just like all up in the air. And so if that's you, or if you really just want to listen in on how to make other decisions related to your life or related to your marriage, this is for you as well. But I really wanted to introduce this concept of clean and clear decisions in the way that I'm thinking about it. And really, I believe that this conversation will help you frame your own decision-making process because when I do speak to some of you, I see how not approaching things from this clear and clean place leaves you with decisions that feel like it may not have been the best decision. So um, let's dive in. So I thought I would actually just talk about what cleaning clear decisions are not. And I have five components and I'm kind of going to just say what they are and then lump them all together and talk about how they all sort of mix and meld to creating confusion and creating this cloudy, muddled place that you might be in. So clean and clear decisions are not fear-based. They are not resentment-based. They are not escape-based. They are not blame-based. And they are not reactionary. So I'll say it again. They are not fear-based. They are not resentment-based. They are not escape-based. They are not blame-based. And they are non-reactionary. So I wanted to start here because I think a lot of times women, you know, might reach out to me or we might be in conversation and they are wanting to not be in the marriage anymore because they can't take it anymore. And it's from a place of really looking at exiting the marriage as the solution to the pain or the anger or the frustration that they are feeling. And what I know is that whatever emotion that you are experiencing, that it's coming from your thinking. Of course, right, there is the trigger, which in many instances is your husband, is the state of your marriage that's triggering the thoughts, that's triggering the emotions. But if you never address the thinking and you never address the mindset and you never address the perspective that's contributing to how you feel, then you might find yourself leaving a situation, changing the circumstance of your marriage and still feeling the same way. And so this happens a lot when people want to immediately, you know, throw away the marriage right away, right? That is what reactionary looks like. Some major turning point happens and immediately your response is, I'm out of here. Now, in some cases, that's 
maybe the right thing to do, right? If your health or your safety or the safety of your children is in danger, you absolutely 100% want to secure your safety. And when you make reactionary decisions, it's really coming from a place of short-sightedness, right? Like you're only looking at what's in front of you and you're not truly considering the implications or the consequences or the long-term effects of such a decision or even the long-term effects of what you might actually say. You know, we've all heard that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And that is just not true at all. Words do pierce your heart, right? Words cannot be unsaid. Words cannot be unheard. And the impact of your words cannot always be undone. And so I think it's really important that if what you are looking for is clarity and making your decisions from a clean place, that you recognize it can't be a knee-jerk reaction. It also can't be based on focusing on what your husband is doing or how he's being or what he's not doing or what he's not being. When that is the only thing you're looking at, right? Like, first of all, you're giving all your power to him. And secondly, you don't give yourself the opportunity to solve the problem yourself, right? So if he's the only problem, he's also the only solution. And by now you've probably come to the place where for sure him being the solution is not working or you wouldn't be raising this question with me now. So you have to really step away from only focusing on blame and only focusing on whatever resentment that you are harboring because that's never the solution. The solution is always you. The solution is always what's within your hands, your mind, your heart to control. And so when you are striving for clean and clear decisions, you open yourself up to the fact that it's not all him. And this is more than just the cursory, like, yeah, I know I'm not perfect too. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that phrase. And people say it, but without a full recognition of their impact in the situation. And I will raise my hand and say this as well. And it's it's so interesting because as I continue to do this work and as I continue to grow and evolve and to self-reflect and to study these concepts in my own life, I find myself going back to my husband, offering like my new aha and my new awareness and apologizing again for things that I've apologized before because now I have a new level of awareness. And every time I take myself deeper into looking at myself and how I've shown up and how I've contributed over, you know, over time to some of the issues that we've experienced, it just opens up a new awareness of how I am also so much of the solution moving forward. So the other piece in terms of what clean and clear decisions are not, is they're not fear-based. And I think this may be the thing that is hardest for people. So there's a difference between fear and uncertainty, right? So if you're making any type of transition or if you've reached any turning point in your marriage, there is a natural experience of uncertainty, 
right? Like you don't really know with your human brain, with your human eyes and your insight, you don't really know what is ahead of you. You know what you'd like, you know what you're working towards, but you don't really truly know. And so I want to just normalize uncertainty and really invite you to just allow it to be there. Because when you can allow uncertainty to go coexist with you, what you're also able to do is then ground yourself in what you know for sure. And whenever I'm working with clients, no matter what stage they're in, one of the things that I feel is an anchoring thought in our work together is that this all works out for your good. And I think that's where faith and that's where being a believer is so important in this work that you don't really have to know chapter by chapter how this book ends, but you do already know that the end is good. And so I think that that can enable you to sort of walk in uncertainty and not be afraid, right? Not be afraid of how you're going to survive, not be afraid of what your husband's going to think if you, you know, stay fighting for the marriage, not be afraid of what is happening for your children and what they're thinking. You can be in the uncertainty of it. You can have an eye to wanting it to be navigated as healthfully as possible, but you don't have to let the fear paralyze you from ever doing anything. Another anchoring thought as it relates to any fear you may be experiencing is I will figure this out, right? I want you to just scan over your entire life right now and think about all of the things you didn't know how they were going to work out, all of the things that you had no clue what you were going to do in the moment. And when the time came, you figured it out, right? You are alive today. You're breathing. You're listening to this podcast. You've figured lots of things out. And so when you can just know that for certain, then you're not as, you know, at the, you're not the victim of the fear. The fear doesn't have you. You can know that there is going to be uncertainty and still move forward in the direction that is right for you with trust and with faith and with confidence that at the end of the day, everything is working out for your good. Okay. So. Let's take a look now at what it might look like to make a clean and clear decision. And the first thing that I'll say about it is it's a conscious choice, right? It's a conscious choice. And by that, I mean, it's an intentional choice that like your higher level, more mature, more thoughtful brain has delivered to you, right? So I think that's the distinction when you're making choices as a reaction to something, as opposed to when you're making choices as a response to something. So clean and clear decisions are responsive choices. They are conscious choices and they are responsive choices. And what that means is you sort of scan what's in front of you. You take assessment of it. You take stock of it. And I actually have a ton of different ways that I do this and a ton of different exercises that really help you literally just lay it all out and look at the big picture. 
Look at what's there, what's not there. Is this your choice right now? And that's all people really have to do sometimes to be able to arrive at a clean and clear decision. What are your choices right now? What's in front of you right now? Is this what you want? Is this something you feel like you have a desire to figure out, right? Because sometimes we don't, you know, a lot of times I'll just tell my clients, I'm like, listen, we've done this exercise. This is like the picture of your husband that you are experiencing now. Do you want to learn how to accept him? Do you want to learn how to be in this marriage and not be miserable? That is all you have to decide. Do you want to learn? Because of course your brain is going to say, no, I don't know how. Like, I don't know if I want to learn because I don't know how. Your job is not to know the how, right? That's what I'm here to help you do is walk out the how. All you need to know is, do I have the desire when I look at this and I put everything out there and I look at it objectively and I don't just focus on what's going wrong, but I also focus on what's going right. And I, you know, broaden my expectations and broaden my understanding of all of this. Does it make sense for me to still be here? That's what conscious and responsive choice making looks like. The other thing that is a byproduct of making clean and clear decisions is peace, right? So whenever you're making a decision out of anger or out of frustration and you're not feeling at ease in your body, it may not be a clean and clear decision, right? So again, you know, one of the things I love about again, being a believer is God has already promised you peace, right? And so a lot of times people are like, well, I haven't heard from God on this. I don't know what God wants me to do. God always wants you to access his peace, right? And so if you are making decisions and you're not doing so seeking peace, then you might want to just take a step back, right? Because peace opens the door to clarity, When you are frustrated and resentful and angry, it clouds your ability to have clarity because those emotions are intense and they're, you know, just dramatic. And it's very hard to find any sense of clarity when you're so consumed by negative swirling like emotions. So peace, peace is a characteristic of making clean and clear decisions. The other thing that I believe is such an important part is ownership and taking responsibility. And so again, whereas blaming is not a part of the clean and clear decision process, taking ownership is, right? It's where you really dive deeply into, one, where am I responsible for this this experience that I have right now, but also how can I fully own my decision? Many, many times when people are on this shaky ground in their marriage, it plays itself itself out in a couple of different ways. One is one spouse may be like, I'm unhappy, you should leave. Just listen to that, okay? I want you to hear it. You heard me right. I'm unhappy, you should leave. And then they wait around for their spouse to leave. Whereas... If you are taking ownership for your experience and you're taking ownership for your decisions, your way of operating would be, I'm unhappy, I'm going to leave. If you're serious about it. But a lot of times we want 
to sort of pass the buck or make our spouse the scapegoat. Like, I'm unhappy, you should leave. But then if they leave, then we use that against them, right? Like, oh, you weren't in this marriage anyways. And that just comes from a lack of self-awareness and a lack of really being able to stand in your own truth, right? The other way it shows up is people will say like, well, if you're so unhappy, you should leave, right? If you're so unhappy, you should leave. Or if you don't want to be with me, you should leave. And I hear this much more on, you know, the wife side where maybe the husband isn't engaged and isn't, you know, demonstrating any desire to want to be in the marriage. And instead of them creating their own boundaries, instead of them standing in their value and the type of relationship they want to have, they again, shuffle the responsibility on him to leave. When again, this process is for you to make a conscious choice, right? A a intentional choice, a responsive choice to what you want. Like you do get a vote in this. You don't have to wait for your husband to leave. Not at all. If what is happening in the relationship is not what you want, right? And the last piece that I'll say in terms of what clean and clear decisions look like, it's really being in alignment with the person you want to be, right? So the title of this whole podcast is Love Marriage Again. And so I want you to think about if that is the goal for you to love marriage again. And I like to sometimes take it to the extreme of like, you just want to be in a marriage that you love. Maybe that's with your current husband. Maybe it's not, but you want to have the experience of being in love with your spouse and in love with the marriage and the life that you have together. And so when you know that that is your goal, you get the opportunity to identify who you need to be in order for that to be your reality. And so when you're making clean and clear decisions, it comes from a place of desire. It's the opposite of trying to escape what you don't want, but it's leaning in to create what you do want, right? So even if your marriage is unhappy right now, But when you look at your desires and you look at the person that you want to be, if you want to be a woman who loves this husband that you have right now, if you want to be a woman who communicates well and who has connection and who has emotional safety with the husband you have right now, then you want to start making decisions that align with that version of yourself, right? And then it becomes a lot clearer of if now is the time to stay or if now is the time to not stay. But if you're working towards a happy marriage with the person you have right now, the decision's obvious, you stay, right? If you want to create that with the person that you're with, right? So I want to leave you with how you know, right? So I've, I've said this is what it's not. And I've said this is what it is. But how do you know for yourself if you've achieved those, you know, guidelines? There's three things that came up for me. One is you won't be in a hurry, right? When you are making a clean and clear decision that is conscious, that is not reactionary, but is responsive, that comes from a place of peace and clarity and ownership and is aligned with who you want to be, there's no rush, 
right? Like you decide, you make the decision, but there's not this like hustly, like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. Or, oh my gosh, I got to convince my husband to work on this. It's sort of like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I'm just doing it consistently. I'm doing it intentionally. And I'm not in any rush. Because again, I have the faith that this is all working out. So like, let me just enjoy the process. The other thing that will let you know if you're doing this process of clean and clear decisions is you won't actually be overly concerned with the response of your husband. Now, I don't mean that from a sort of like, I don't care about you mentality, but it's sort of like his response doesn't shake you, right? So a lot of times people will sort of say, I'm done or I want to leave with the hope of getting a response out of their spouse. That's their only intention. They actually don't mean that they want to leave. They just want him to like awaken, profess his love and start shaping up, right? But when you've made a clear and conscious and a clean and clear decision, you are not dependent on your spouse's response to validate that decision, right? Either way, right? So even if you say, hey, you know what? I think this is not the thing I want to be a part of anymore. And if he then starts scrambling to convince you to stay, right? You're not really swayed by that in a very like rushed way. It's sort of like, yeah, this is what I've decided. And it's not blaming, right? It's just like, this isn't it right now. I know some of you are like, what? Right? And if you are, if you are thinking like, well, if he started promising that he would change, if he started scrambling to change, then I might actually stay. If that's you, what I just want to offer you is why not just stay? If that's what you really want, right? Like that's actually an indication that you're not making a clean and clear decision because it is dependent on him. So it's a little bit trippy, I know, but think about it. If what you really want is for him to start scrambling for your attention and your affection and all of those things, really, you might just want to stay anyways. I know I can see some of your wheels churning in your head. <laughs> Here's the last thing and is actually the most important, I think, of all of this is it feels like love. Making a clean and clear decision feels like love for you, for him, for your family, for God. Like it just feels like love. It's the thing that's in the best and highest interest and good of everyone involved. That's what love is, right? Love is not selfish. It's not just focused on you and what you're not getting. It's focused on the greatest good for everyone. And so if you take nothing else from all that I've shared, lead your decisions from a place of love. What would love do? That's how you make a clean and clear decision. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back with you soon. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit 
to loving your marriage again.